It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Tuesday, July 11th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This is the Beckler and Shauna Piss Cast. It is the Piss Cast. Uh, I had a little trouble uploading it again yesterday. Hopefully it arrives on time in your podcast app. But I guess how will you know, right? Either it will or it won't. Yeah. Whatever you listen to this. I have a theory about podcast listenership. So in radio, we noticed that in the summer, our ratings are kind of all over the place because people are out of their routines. They're taking holidays. Days don't look the same in the summer as they do throughout the rest of the year. So, you know, we, we take our ratings in the summer with a grain of salt. We do. I got a feeling that summer is probably better for podcast listenership. Oh, I'm sure. Because people are taking long drives. That's yeah. you, can't, you can crush podcasts like nothing else when you're dri- taking a long drive. That's true. Um, I crush podcasts while I'm doing yard work, oh. doing lots of yard work, that sort of thing. So I wouldn't be surprised. I should look into the numbers, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see a jump in podcast listenership during the summer to coincide with, you know, the like the, the ratings jump that we see on the, the radio. Although, side. would it be a jump in podcast listenership or just different times that people are listening? You know Could what I mean? Be. Like, because, yeah. yeah, again, you're not maybe waking up and listening as consistently at a certain time. It's all over the place because, again, you're you're out of your routines. So right. You just be listening at different times during the day. Or I wonder if there's people who miss the live show because their schedule is different in the summer. You know, yeah. not driving the kids to school and that sort of thing. And then... Catch up on the podcast, maybe? Yeah. Well, wherever you're listening from, we really appreciate it. We love you. As always, if you ever wanted to recommend this podcast to a friend or share it or play something funny that you enjoyed from it for a friend, that's just about the nicest thing you can do for us. Totally. So thank you. On today's show, Shauna noticed something that songs used to do a lot more. Musicians used to do a lot more in songs. They don't do as much anymore, and she'll explain that. My youngest son wanted to play Truth or Dare, which I guess was a mistake on my part. And he, the, his first truth question was just way too heavy. We'll get into that. Yeah. And we're going to start this podcast with the thing that we laughed the hardest at. And it uh, has to do with the image that may have showed up in your podcast app instead of Shauna and my smiling faces today. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I looking at this? Well, yeah. here you go. And now... Shauna podcast. So Becca and I got this text on the weekend that we saw when we got into work yesterday and we were killing ourselves oh my laughing God. about this. Like, I don't even know if we responded to this person, did we? I did, yes. Oh, you did? Yeah, just full out me laughing out loud because this is what happened. Oh, so, okay. I, there I can, I can see your hysterical <laughs> laughter amidst all the text. There it is. To So to preface this, we, we've talked before about how I... <laughs> I have an unnaturally long bum crack. You have a okay? tall, you're a tall crack. I'm right? a tall crack. Yeah. Sean, a long bottom. Okay, just call me that because <laughs> I do. I have a, I have a crack that. I've never seen it. I'm just taking your word for no. it. And you say your dad does too. You he come from a, you come, I come by it honestly. A, yes, a long, a long crack family. Long okay? line of long. Cracks. We all have the long crack going on. Uh, and my dad, of course, he always wears suspenders because he has to keep his pants up. <laughs> To try and avoid the crack being shown. And when I was growing up and low-rise pants were a thing, it was always an issue because the crack would show, right? I just, it's too long for those pants. <laughs> anyway, this this text we got is a picture of John Lennon and Yoko Ono, and they're naked. It's from that very famous photo shoot of them naked. Right. You've probably seen photos of it before. Yeah. They're shot from the back in this one. Mm-hmm. You can see their buds. Yes. 
And the caption says, you don't really appreciate having a normal-sized butt crack until you see two people on the outer edges of the spectrum like this. Yes. <laughs> and John Lennon has the longest crack I've ever seen. It goes halfway up his back. It's like... And Yoko has the tiniest bum you've ever seen. Like Hers is like no two crack. inches tall. And then John's is like a foot and a half of ass crack. What? I mean, they truly are yin and yang when you think about it, right? They complete oh each other. God. Like, if they were to balance each other's cracks out, then they'd be perfect. But holy crap. And then the text with it says, is Shauna related to John Lennon because of the size and the length of his crack? So this oh person God. Cl- clearly has heard us talk about me being Shauna Longbottom and saw saw John's crack. was like, oh, my God. Like, it is so big. Like, his crack hair nearly meets up with the hair on his head. You know what I mean? Like, he has no torso. He's straight butt. Like, straight he's crack. Mostly, That's it. His his butt crack is as long as his torso. Yes. Like, we're not even exaggerating here. It is unbelievable. Like, And it's it the, looks just ridiculous in contrast to Yoko's oh no my, butt crack at all. It really does. Like, he's got the longest subway buns I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, my God. Those are like... 18-inch Parmesan oreganos. They right? don't even sell those at Subway. And she's just got a Kaiser bun there, like a couple <laughs> Kaisers, and that's it. Like, it's unbelievable. It's, it's really incredible. It's oh, incredible that these pictures exist. It's amazing. And I wonder if they, like, they noticed. I wonder if when they got these photos I've, back from the photographer, if Jesus, like, wow. look at the size of my ass <laughs> crack. <laughs> Yoko, where'd Ooh, yours quit go? Alone, bum. <laughs> quit along, right, Yoko. Ooh, maybe we shouldn't publish these. <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed by my long ass crack. This this brings a new meaning to Long John, man. Like that is, that is just ah! the podcast. Recently on the show, we've been talking about bears. Bears. Uh, and my. I guess we could call it anxiety yes. around spending time in the backcountry because of the presence of bears. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like, I'll still go out there, but I'm just, I'm always very aware of that. You're you know? bear There's, aware. Yeah, I think it, it, it kind of detracts from my enjoyment sometimes, the oh, fact that I'm thinking bad. about bears. Yeah. But I got a message from a friend of the show, Brad, and Brad it says he spent his whole life working in the woods and in the mountains, and he's worked with some people who know a lot about this stuff. He's not a bear expert himself, but he did recommend this book by a professor from the University of Calgary named Stephen Herrero. He wrote a book called Bear Attacks, Their Causes and Avoidance. And this is considered to be one of the like authoritative, oh, that's you know, cool. pieces of research on bear yeah. attacks. So I'm, I, it'd be interesting to even get Stephen Herrero on the show and totally. speak to an actual bear expert. So maybe we'll try to do that. But Brad had some tips. He actually sent me quite a few tips, but a couple of them really stood out. So I'm just going to pick a few from his list here okay, that I thought was funny. Like he said, bears don't like to push bush. They prefer to stick to established trails. Oh, okay. It's a lot of work to push through the forest, yeah, fair, which yeah. makes sense probably for any wildlife. They'll also, follow. do you say push bush? Yeah. That's a pretty funny... I've never, never heard, heard that, that term before. before? No. That's a hunting term, I think. Mm, it's great. It's a nature term. Big fan. Um, this was, So point three on his list of tips is menstrual cycles can and will attract bears. And I thought this was hilarious because in the movie Anchorman... Yeah. Uh, Steve Krell's character, Brick Tamlin, says, you know, the bears can smell the menstruation, you know? And I was like, is that true? Oh. So I looked it up, and it doesn't sound like there's a lot of evidence to support that. Maybe a little bit with polar bears, okay. which isn't what we're worrying about around here. Mm. Um, but there isn't strong evidence to support a link between, like, bear encounters and... Also, like, that's kind of a stupid thing to even say. Like, oh, I guess, well, it's that time of month, so I'm not going camping after all. Appearing to attract bears. Yeah, that's 
That's really funny. So I, I'll be curious okay. to see if there's anything in this book about that. Yeah. Because, um, then there, uh, here's the other thing that really stood out to me in Brad's list. He said, uh, check the back of your pickup before getting in. Bears sometimes like to crawl in the box and have a nap. <laughs> Happened to a coworker. Oh, God. Could you imagine? No. Pulling you're, out. You're driving down the highway and you, you look in your rearview mirror and there is a friggin' bear just in the no. bed. Of, you're like, ah! And then what? Then <laughs> you pull over and hopefully it scampers off. Did you slam off. on the brakes and hope that it flies out the back? Or oh, is it coming towards you? If you slam on the brakes, it would yeah, come it's towards right you. Yeah, right Oh, my God. You need to slow down and accelerate and try to dump that thing out the back. Holy hell. Or you just pull over, the I guess, and lay on. That. It's so fun. Especially yeah. if the bear, like, stayed sleeping. Yep. And you get home and you pull into your garage. Oh you God. put down the door and then... <laughs> Holy crap. You come the next morning, there's just a bear pawing at your garage door. Like, it's a bear. I, I need to get out of here. <laughs> so when Where are we going? Where did you come? The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I was thinking about this yesterday and I was like, I have to be honest. I think the cowboy hat may be the pinnacle of hat. <laughs> there's just, there's so much about the cowboy hat that's phenomenal. And it looks so good on so many people. But then when you think of the, even the engineering of the cowboy hat, right? And the way that it folds up on the sides. And that was the, when you swung a rope around your head, you wouldn't catch it on the brim of your hat. And then the pinch at the it's top, the pinch so that you can easily hold it. And I'm just like, everything about that hat is phenomenal. Like it's just a very well-designed hat. And how fancy some of them can get. Oh yeah. You can get all you kinds can- of them. Put a feather in it. You sure you can put a feather in your cap. And then I got thinking, I was like, would that be the goat of hats? Would that be the greatest hat of all time? Are we doing We're the goat of hats? Goat hat. Oh, man. Hat. This is, this, I love this. Oh, this is. This is, a, is so dumb. I love it. It's really stupid, but it goes deep. <laughs> like, there are so many hats out there. You know, there like, are so many different kinds of hats. Like, like, how every, do you even get to. Like, every culture and yeah. job. And, like, they all have their, there's so many different hats. Yep. Like, what well, else would you even throw into the mix here? I mean, it's going to depend on where and when we're talking about. Okay. These days, I'd be tempted to say the baseball cap. Yeah. The baseball cap is pretty dominant. Yeah, I wear so one standard. basically every day. Yeah. yeah. But and it would be probably the most, yeah, the most worn hat by a mile right now. Today, and especially today. in this part of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, a, a, it's a real, like, Western thing to wear a, a baseball cap. But, like, historically, we've had so many different types of hats. Like, we there's have, the pill box. Right? The pill. Okay, yeah. There's the bowler hat. There's, of course, the top hat. Canada owes its existence to the top hat. The reason that this is a country is because of the fur trade and because of the top hat. So, jeez, yeah, which is ridiculous, isn't it? That's insane. The silly hat is the reason that any of like, well, unless you're indigenous, the reason that any of us are here. What about what about the coonskin hat? It's another very important one. That is an out. Rageous hat, but it was practical at the time. <laughs> I actually looked up the earliest confirmed hat that we've got, the okay. one hat that we found at first, and it was uh, worn by a Bronze Age man. So the hat was he was found first of all frozen in a mountain between Austria and Italy, and the hat was a bearskin cap. It was like the bearskin. So killed hat. a bear and made a hat out of it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. pretty badass. I know he had several hides stitched together, but it was like the bearskin hat is another type of hat, right? Like the coonskin hat seems a lot less cool in comparison, doesn't the coonskin it? Coonskin hat just—I mean, it's Canada's version, right? Just <laughs> is no, it Canada's version or is it American? Y- you don't want to take us like, seriously, yeah? I suppose. Well, yeah, it would like be like Davy Crockett. You're right. Like, um, That's dumb. 
If you look hat. at photos from like the 40s and 50s, men did not leave the house without a fedora on. A it's fedora true. or a trilby or a, whatever. A trilby, yeah, yeah. whatever you call it. So that, there was a, if you had asked this question then, it would have been that. I have a different answer for you, I think. Mm-hmm. The turban. Yeah. I think it's the turban because right. if you look at how many different people around the world, even like not just Sikhs, but Muslims wear turbans. There are Christians that wear turbans in some place. Yeah. There are women that wear turbans in some cultures. You're right. And it goes back hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. Like I think I, when I looked it up, it was like the f- like the year 400 is the first you're right. Instance of a turban. So yeah, and that one I was thinking might rule out the rest as well. Yeah, and even just like you know the the attachment that certain cultures and religions have to it. Like yep, yeah. I think it would have to be the turban if you went like that. You're probably right. Uh, I have one more to throw into the mix, please. Mm. The radio hat. <laughs> The hat that you, because you're bald, now have to wear. We have it hanging in the studio here. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a newspaper boy hat. It's also newspaper known as a newspaper boy hat cap. that all radio people, when they start balding, put upon their head. Uh, that one, got to toss that in the mix as well. Because it says, I still have some personality. Yep. I just don't have any hair under here. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to just be a bald man. So here's the radio hat. <laughs> the radio hat. The and Shauna podcast. On the weekend, I was uh, sitting with my son, Brigham, who is six. And we were having dinner. We was filled our plates, and we were waiting for everyone else to join us. And uh, he said to me in his little guy accent, he's like, tooth a dare. And I was okay. like, uh, well, I'm eating right now, and I don't want to get up to do an, a dare, so I guess truth. And he said, have you ever cheated on mom? What? <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Where did he get this from? He's six years old. Wow. Six, first of all. So clearly somebody in school is talking about cheating moms. That or like, I don't know, something he watched on YouTube or. Jeez. But I'm like, would a six-year-old even know what cheating is? I should have said, what do you think cheating is? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever cheated on mom? <laughs> like cheated on a test? Like what in the. Maybe okay. he doesn't know. Maybe he's just repeating something that he heard. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And secondly, mm-hmm. have I ever given him the impression that I would cheat on his mom? Well, that's he came weird. out with the big guns right away. I was no like, Brigham, this is not how truth or dare works. You ease into it. Yeah. You ask something. Did you ask him to explain? Like, <laughs> what do you think cheating? Yeah, like, how did this go? I was kind of stunned, and I was yeah. just like, no, no, I haven't. Let's go back to eating now. Yes. I'm just kind of side-eyeing him, this little guy. Weird. Truth or dare. <laughs> I don't want to play truth or dare yep. with you anymore, Brigham. You're not my friend anymore, and- Brigham. <laughs> I don't want to play truth or dare with anybody anymore. Yeah. This game sucks. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. This is a bit of a different small town news, Beckler. Um, but I stumbled across this small town TV station. And it's for St. Andrews by the Sea, New Brunswick. And it's a Facebook page for this TV station. And it's uh, very low budget and very local. And I was like, God bless the people who put this on because I I don't know if they get any money for doing it or if they do is probably very little. They're working on a pretty tight budget here. Is Super what you're tight saying. budget. Um, and I I came across one of the broadcasts and there's this sports broadcast that happens that they put out on this TV station as well. And I just I want to play a little clip for you. Okay, it's this is the intro for it. Are you ready for it? You're watching Mick and T Sports Report on CHCO TV. And now, here's two guys who couldn't even get an interview for the Raptors coaching job, Evan and Joe. I'm- so that's how it kicks off. <laughs> oh, that's great. And then the two of them do. They launch and do a sports report. Uh, they then say that this is episode number 56. So they've done many of these on this local TV station. But I was just like, this is phenomenal. Is this like 
public access TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like they, they have a bingo that televises on TV, which is also classic small oh, town bingo. bingo. Uh, yeah. Yep. So they broadcast bingo on the station as well. And then they have this sports report that pops up and these two gentlemen do that. And I was just oh, like, this wicked. is beautiful. That's, all of I've this. never even heard of this place and they have a TV station. They so. do. Yeah. So that's so, what shows you. Yeah. 2000 people or so are St. Hander's by the sea. So some of the small town TV stations, because there aren't many left, right? It's it's expensive to run a TV station, it right? Sure so there is, really yeah. aren't that many. There was one I remember growing up where you could tell that like all the reporters and the ho they were they were just starting out. Like this was their first on camera job. Yep. And the mistakes were so funny. Like they'd be looking at the wrong camera and in the studio and doing the whole. <laughs> <laughs> so like the graphic wouldn't be in the right place uh, yeah. and all that. Just oh, yeah. great. You know, people go there to make their mistakes in a small town before they move up to a bigger TV station. But That's it was so funny. Best place to see boofs, though. Oh, right? like, man. I'm going to follow this place along because I'm sure the boofs that come through here are like, oh, they're probably phenomenal. Me, just are, flailing. Like, it's kind of like the TV version of like, you know, small town radio stations that still do like buy and sell like, all over the air. Right. Yeah. I'm I have a, an old couch for sale. $60 or best offer and here's my phone number. Yep. I'm pretty sure that if you were to go to there and live there and be like, I've got a submission for a show, they'd be like, sure, put it on TV. No problem. It's good. It's a police a drama. It's <laughs> just like <laughs> shot mostly on the iPhone. It's me making noises with my mouth. That sounds great. Yeah, kind of reminds me. You didn't watch Letterkenny, right? No. Oh, there was one episode where they have a public access TV show, and it's the guy. One of the characters, McMurray, is just like answering questions about how to fix stuff around. Like around your farm, or whatever, and That's people just keep calling in yeah. to mess with him, and he's freaking out. It's oh, so good, man! Fun would, with flags, yeah. <laughs> I would, that's your show, yeah. Fun with flags, yeah, yeah. Can we? It wouldn't work on the radio, but I want to do fun with flags. Well, of course, you are a, a vexillology. Yeah, yeah. Sign me up. Oh yeah. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. We were just talking about how um, younger people can hear higher frequencies than older people. Yes. There are these tests that you can do online where it plays a tone that gets like higher and higher, and then wherever you stop hearing it, that's supposed to be like the age of your ears, basically. Your your ear age, yep. Your auditory age. Mm -hmm. I have one such test here, Shauna. Okay. Should we give her a go? Let's do it. Um, and I don't know if like our, the way our station is processed is going to affect this or not, or like the people listen via many different methods, streaming over the air, even on our podcast. So I don't know if that will affect how this sounds. And we're listening in headphones. We are. Compared to whatever, however you're listening right now. But let's let's give this a go, okay? So this starts, I think, at age 125. So if you can't hear it right off the hop, you're in trouble. Yes. I would be surprised if you could hear anything else we're saying. But here we go. Obviously, you hear that. Yep. As we get into the 2,000 hertz range. Jeez, that's tough to listen to in yep, headphones, isn't it? Okay. You can still hear it, Shauna? Yep. Okay. Now we're in like the 80s, so people in their 80s should be able to hear this. Oh, this is hurting my ears. Oh, this ears. is maybe a bad idea. Yeah. Maybe oh. this was a terrible idea. Now, ah! ah! It's in my brain. Ooh. Can you still hear it? Yeah. Uh, i got to take off a headphone here. Do you still hear it? I lost it. Oh, now it's gone. Yeah, so that's like 42, I think, is oh, where we, we both cut out there. Yeah. We're if you can still hear this, now we're in like 25... 20 years old. Can you, can, are there people who can still hear this? 10 years old? Kids right now are like, bah! And dogs and cars right now are probably losing it. 
If I don't know, but like, does the radio even allow tones that high to go? I don't know how that works, yeah, but no, yeah, me either. I lost her right around. Let's go back here. Where was that? Okay, 40. so this is fifty-five. I can oh, still hear it. Still yeah, hear it. Yep. Oh, oh, gone right there. Yep. Forty-four for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm about the same. So that was a terrible idea. It, it, it was a good, it was an idea that sounded good on paper, and yeah. then when it was actually in my headphones that here, it's like that was a terrible. That that hurt uh, my ears well, a little bit, but uh, here we are. Apologies to you. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Well, it must have worked, at least in broadcast form, because as soon as we played that, we got messages from people who said that they heard the clip, like, well past when you and I heard it. Mm-hmm. So some folks who have better ears than you and I do, which, I mean, it could probably be expected. I think I've definitely lost a bit of hearing over the years. Oh, I think radio people, we have bad hearing. Yeah. Like, because we wear headphones so much, and we crank them loud. and yeah. Yes. I have my headphones absolutely jacked as loud as they'll go. Yeah. We don't listen to them. Like, I don't have them on during the songs and stuff, but while no. we're talking to each other, I want to hear like the fullness of our voices. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I know that's not good for the ears. And also, concerts. I'm, a, I'm a drummer. Mm-hmm. That's, drums typically aren't great for the ears. No. Drum uh, teacher. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, and I play the violin, but it's funny because my mom actually is losing hearing. We've talked about this before, but in one ear because it's the uh, ear closest to her violin. Have you ever noticed that? Uh, not yet, but I, I know my hearing's not great, so... Like you don't have one ear better than the other? I I think I have noticed it, actually. I will put my headphones on a specific way. Like, it's it's a weird... I can... Uh, yeah. Like I'm, you're making up for it? Yeah, it's strange, but... Uh, I don't know if this is true or not. It'd be a question to ask an audiologist, but uh, a drum teacher of mine that I had when I was young said the cymbals on a drum kit, every time you... You, you play the cymbals without uh, ear protection, it, it microscopically breaks down those little hairs in your ears. And you don't want that. You, do, you don't want that because you said they don't grow back. And I don't know if that's true or not, but I was always pretty diligent about wearing hearing protection when I played. Uh, and I, I don't know, like the guys I played with, we'd be in a tiny room practicing for hours and none of them would have earplugs in except for me. I don't know how they weren't completely deaf. Jeez. Because it, like, it was like shaking pictures off the wall loud. Yeah. Um, you can get like really cool custom made earplugs too if you're a big concert goer or that. Um, I think I paid like 120 bucks for the ones that I used. But instead of just taking all the high ends out of what you're hearing, it brought everything down by like 15 decibels or something. Because that's what I wanted as a drummer. If I just put in like construction, yep. like little earplug, ear, the foamy ones that you roll up, I would overplay the cymbals because I couldn't hear them. Right. Yep. So it, it is cool. There's lots of options. Actually, Sam, our uh, media guy and weekend guy, he has, he just got some fancy headphone or um, earplugs. Custom ones? Custom ones, yeah. Because he takes photos at concerts. He does. Which is. You and know, you are right by the damn speaker. You're leaned you're up against it. Photo row there, yeah. I saw an Instagram post just recently where it was a couple and they said, we're at the age now where we put earplugs in at a concert. And I was like, I don't think that has to be no. like an old person thing. The biggest metalhead I know, the biggest, the guy who's been to a thousand concerts, he will not go without wearing his ear protection. Yeah. Because he values his hearing. So. I know, it's smart. It's the smart way to be. For sure. It's nothing Hearing's square important. about it. Nope. Well, you won't need hearing protection to deal with your neighbors if you live in a Shane Holmes paired home due to that next level soundproofing that we've told you about. They have something called the yell test where you can go stand in one side of one of their paired homes, their duplexes, yell as loud as you want. People on the other side won't hear it. Nope, nothing at all. We tested that out. We did. Mm-hmm. Shauna played the hell out of her violin on one side. I couldn't hear a thing on the other side. Yep. 
1,624 square foot paired homes uh, also feature large bedrooms and you can view your options at shanehomes.com. Shane Homes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was listening to uh, some Trooper on the weekend. Love Trooper. Oh yeah, it was. we're here love for a em. good time. Just love the song. Uh, and there was something that happened in the song and I was like, huh, it was a key change that happened right at the end. And I got thinking about key changes in songs. Just really quickly here, I can play. And then there's the keychain right there. As the song's fading out, As eh? the song's fading out. And I got thinking about the fact that there used to be a lot more key changes in music than there is anymore. Nobody uses the key change as a sort of element in music anymore. Hmm. And I, I nerded out a little bit, uh, and I was like, okay, why is this? And I looked into it, and between the 60s and 80s, nearly a quarter of songs had key changes in them as really? kind of a musical element. So, I like, it's always the second, like, they, they, they double up the chorus at the end, and, like, the second time they do the chorus, they'll take it up, right? To let, yeah. Like, to give that just a little more oomph on the way out. Is That's that how exactly it's usually it. used? Yes. Yeah. And it's kind of a, it's almost a crutch in music yeah. that was used for a really long time because it's just a way to kind of change up the chorus when you're like, what do we do now? It's the same over and over. How do we, and you add the key change. <laughs> like, here's Michael Jackson. Remember Man in the Mirror? Yeah. So he goes up even higher, right? Again, just a mixture of something that happens. Or in the 90s, it happened a lot, too, and I didn't realize. But Backstreet Boys, uh, this song here, this is a classic. Desire, you are. They're, they're going to take it up here, aren't Ready they? Ready for it? Ready for yeah. it? And it used to be a fairly common thing. You're right. It's like a production crutch, isn't it? Totally is. Yeah. yeah we got to send this song out in a big way. I know. Take her up. And Take then, her on up. Some At <laughs> some point, finally, I don't know if somebody pointed that out and was like, okay, can we stop with the crutch of this just taking it up like this? Can we stop with the key changes? And now it just, it, you never hear in songs. Okay, now I'm going to pay attention and see if it. I notice them anywhere. Yeah. It would be super funny <laughs> if a song just kept. I know. Kept going up a key. Yes. And then up again. Just to make fun and of then, it. And just got completely crazy by At the, the end. end the, the singers can't even hit that those notes. <laughs> They're just trying really hard. But yeah, no. Nope. That would be awesome. Yep. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I got a message from a friend of the show, Erin, who I have to say has been on fire with the content lately. She has been. You know, like at car dealerships, they have like the big board that says top performers of the month or yep. whatever, like the real estate firms that do. If we had that for this show. Yep. Aaron's name would be pretty high on there. Totally. She's been she's been doing well. She's fire. Um, but this was another thing that you can't look cool doing. And it was in the form of a tweet she found. So the tweet said, an underrated embarrassing moment is when somebody tells you the flashlight on your phone is on and you didn't realize it. <laughs> Which is true. Yeah. It's not devastating. No. But I consider it like we were just talking about someone who drives around with their signal light on didn't realize it. This is similar the to that. Pedestrian version of that, isn't You're right. It? Yeah. Um, but the nope. tweet goes on to say it's just deeply uncool. I could never picture it happening to Idris Alba, for example. And that was my favorite part of the whole thing. Because I have been using... Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz is my barometer for cool. And if Lenny Kravitz couldn't look cool while doing something, then, then it's you know something it's, you can't look cool yeah, doing. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. uh, but Idris Alba is a great one, too. That's funny. Yeah. Like, he, 
uncool things don't happen to that guy, do they? Nope. Just everywhere he goes, cool stuff is happening, mm-hmm. and he's just being cool. And would he look uncool doing this? Yeah, for yeah, sure. He doesn't walk around with his flashlight accidentally on. No, if Lenny Kravitz with his sweet hat and his shades on all of a sudden was like walking around and his <laughs> flashlight on his phone was on, wouldn't look cool. It wouldn't look cool, nope. would it? Not nope. even for Lenny Kravitz. Hey, <laughs> hey Lenny, uh, your flashlight on your phone is on. He'd be like, oh, God, damn oh. <laughs> I, I can never be seen in public He'd probably again. just be like, oh, thanks, man. And I'd be like, Ah, that was pretty cool. Oh, you're right, actually. <laughs> that's a good one, though. Yeah, that's right Flash up there. Flash on your phone, not yeah. cool. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. I've got two of them for you, if I could. Okay. Uh, first of all, Steve asked me to find out the etymology of who to thunk it. When you say who to thunk it, and I was Is like, that oh, not just like a, like a mispronunciation, like a... Well, it originated somewhere because it's a common phrase that, you know, people use, right? Yeah. So it's like, it obviously came from something. So I was like, interesting. He said, this is a bit of a different one. And I said, yeah, it is because, yeah, but I don't know where the origin of that term came from. So I looked into it and uh, it's from the early days of radio and TV and Edgar Bergen, who, do you know Candace Bergen? She's the one who was like, she was Murphy Brown. She was the villain yeah. in Miss Congeniality. Yes. If you see yeah. her, you know who she is. I can is. picture her. Uh, but her dad, he had a ventriloquist act, which featured a dummy named Mortimer Snurd. And Mortimer was really dumb and uh, everything needed to be explained to him. And he'd shake his head and he'd say, who'd have thunk it? When people <laughs> were trying to explain things. So that's actually where it started was this ventriloquist act that Edgar okay. Bergen started out. So that's, that's where that term deep. came from. Yep. And then it came from there. That's actually also where we got the term duh from, which I didn't know. Who duh? Who, like just duh. Yeah. Like, like, oh, that's duh. Right. Like, oh, he also said that in his acts. Yep. Okay. Yep. So when we used to say duh growing up. Big in the nineties. Yep. Real huge big. In the, and it's all from Mortimer at uh, this really? dumb ventriloquist act. So there you go. I was like, ah, yeah, didn't know. Uh, and then also I said the term lunatic recently. Mm-hmm. Like that's a funny term. Where did that come from? Can I take a guess? Yeah. Luna, the moon. Yeah, totally. And it was from the true belief back when that when the moon changed, people would actually become insane. So you don't even have to say back then. There are plenty of people that still believe that. Well, I was going to say it's it's huge. Change with the phases of the moon. Absolutely. Yep. It's all to do with astrology. But it actually was in England. It was part of legal terms. Was the term lunatic. And it was used in the Mental Treatment Act of 1930. So there was a lot of very official documents and it was used in the medical um, journal as an actual disease was being a lunatic. And it was all based on from the the times of the moons, thinking that that's why we went insane. But and we certainly don't use that as like a... A, an actual classification we do not these anymore. days. Nope, nope. In 1930, it changed to be person of unsound mind, not okay. lunatic. But yeah, lunatic used to be officially uh, used in the medical journal as well. Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So not far from our house, there's one of those big double lane traffic circles. Oh yeah. And uh, my wife McKenna admitted to me on the weekend that she doesn't really know how those work. <laughs> She said, basically, every time, because we went through it, and she said, she's like, do you know every time I go through this, I get honked at? I was like, oh, it sounds like you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Now, I suspect she may not be alone here. No. I think there are a lot of people that just send it into the traffic circle and hope it spits them out in the right place. Yep. Uh, It's the age-old debate. Yeah, we got it. 
And Nobody I, here really knows how to operate those. No, and I, when I first moved here, I was confused too. I had some trouble with it. And funnily enough, uh, she said this to me on, on, on Sunday. And then yesterday, last night, someone on the Calgary subreddit posted a video of someone blowing one of those intersections and it said, could people please learn how to use these in Calgary? Was it your wife? <laughs> I didn't recognize huh? the vehicle. Okay, no, all right. It wasn't her. Uh, the best uh, way to do it is just to lay on your horn, open all the windows and scream hysterically at all the other vehicles and then they'll just clear out of the way for you. That's the way to do it. I guess you could do it like that. Yep, I also yep. thought we could review the rules of a traffic circle. Okay, maybe that's more practical. Did you know that there's a difference between a traffic circle and a roundabout? A slight difference. Oh, I didn't nope. know that there was a difference, but it says traffic circles are smaller than roundabouts and are usually installed in residential low traffic intersections. Roundabouts are larger than traffic circles. They have a tighter curve to mm. encourage lower speeds and have splinter islands on all approaches to allow only one-way traffic around a center island. Interesting. Um, so if you're going into a traffic circle, in terms of signaling, I guess you're supposed to signal your signal left until you're approaching the exit that you're going to take. Right. So if you're entering, if you're taking the first exit, you enter the traffic circle, you signal right because you're heading right back out. Yep. But if you're going all the way around, you signal left, left, left. When you pass the exit before the one you're going to take, mm. then you flip on your right signal. Okay. Um, in terms of which lane you're supposed to be in, in a double traffic circle, um, the, if you're going, it's, it sounds like if you're going past the first exit, they say it's safer to be on the inside lane. So some of them though indicate that yeah like the first two exits because they have those s symbols on them yeah. now to make it easier but yeah it would make sense if uh, normally if I'm not going off the first one I will go into the inside lane but, okay uh, some of them will say like you can yeah the first and second right you're right the one by our house it says like the yeah the first two exits you stay on the outside lane and if mm -hmm. you're going all the way around then you go into the middle yep. Yeah, it is weird though, because once you get to that exit, yeah, when you have to do, when you have to cut into the other lane, that's when it gets scary. It does. Because so many other people have no idea what's going on, so you're always like, "Are you gonna let me in there? Because I need to get out now." Yeah. And the outside Help. lanes, I guess, are supposed to yield to the inside lane. Yes. So you're supposed to kind of slow up a in little theory. bit if there's somebody signaling to come out of the inside lane. Yes. So that's basically a, <laughs> a crash course on how. Okay. Good. A double traffic circle works. You could probably just hang out in the middle lane for as long as you wanted and nobody would ever notice, right? No, you can. People are coming and going and it's not the same people, so you could just... Is it National Lampoon's Vacation or whatever where they spend seven hours in the inside lane? <laughs> really? I don't remember that. <laughs> That's so I wonder, funny. I, wonder, I love to do that. What next time I'm bored, I'm just gonna go on that inside lane wow. and see how long it is before somebody's like, "Are you? Have you been in there for an hour?" <laughs> Not a lot going on here, eh? Right? <laughs> You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast, brought to you by Shane Holmes, offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X 92.9 Monday through Friday, six to ten a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use later this week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty I go hey uh, welcome to the store uh, we sell dirt here what would you like to buy um, hi I would like to buy some dirt some new topsoil yeah how much do you need uh, a truckload. Oh, God. <laughs> we don't do truckloads here. Uh, that's not an actual unit of measurement. X After Hours. Watch the video on YouTube. Stream it wherever you get your podcasts. Or find it at x929.ca.